You are now listening to the I'm Not Supposed to Be Here podcast. What's up, everybody? Uh, very, very big moment in the podcast history. This is the first ever in-person interview, and I'm so excited to be doing it with one of my really good friends, Yela Carey. Her husband, Zane, is a really good friend of mine, and we met at Young Life. They've been blessings in my life, and I'm, I'm so stoked to welcome Yela Carey. What's up? How are you doing? I'm doing well today. It's yeah. Friday. I, I appreciate you taking the free time that you do have a little bit of it to do this and it means a lot and it means the world. So I just want to say thank you right after that. Absolutely. I'm super stoked to be here. I think this is way better than I would spend it normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you've been so gracious as we've worked through the kinks and figuring out this in-person thing. But, um, but yeah, do you want to start off by saying like a little bit about yourself and what you're doing? Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I hit the big 3-0 this year. So I'm 30. Yeah, well, I was yeah. there. I don't remember it. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's a new that's a new life change, I think, is worth uh, mentioning. Um, but yeah, originally from the Olympic Peninsula up in Washington State. So up from a place called Squim. Uh, not Sequim, but Squim. Is it spelled Sequim? Uh, it's spelled S E Q U I M. But there's no, it's, but it's, it's squim. Squim. Okay. One, yeah. Whoa. One, one sound. Um, but yeah, so originally from there, which I'm biased, but it's one of my favorite places on earth. And um, me and Zane uh, have lived here for in Portland for uh, a little over three years now. And uh, currently we're both at uh, Oregon Health and Science University, so OHSU uh, in the physician assistant program. We're both in the second year, just muddling through and uh, yeah, on rotations. Um, so we're out in the out in the real world, hanging out with people, seeing patients and, you know, trying to make sense of it all. Yeah, so. yeah I've heard the stories. I've talked to you guys a little <laughs> bit about what's going on. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a crazy lifestyle, but um, like I think I told you earlier, it's it's a unique experience. Not a lot of people get to yes. do this. I don't know if people want to do this or <laughs> maybe find that as a, a privilege. Or, yeah. Um, a positive thing but but you're doing it and yeah i'm proud of you guys and it's, it's been great to watch yeah uh, can't wait for you guys to be finished and, and go out there and do uh such great things me too yeah um, next year but yeah so this podcast I, I know i talked to zane i was trying to get him on and he will get on uh eventually but he was very adamant uh that i talked to you and, and you and i kind of have a similar i want to say background but we've kind of i think we're resilient i think that's all yeah. in all that's what it comes down to and have dealt with things in our lives that have caused us to be that. And, and yeah. so I think it's it's really important that I have this conversation with you and, and I'm excited. So let's just get into it. You ready? Let's do it. Cool. Yeah. So I'm not supposed to be here. Very big statement, means a lot of things. Yeah. But um, what about that statement to you kind of resonates the most? Yeah. So I am a really visual person. So immediately as soon as I heard that phrase and that prompt, like I was like, man, I envision a table and you know, you see an open seat and you see all these other people sitting at it and you're like going to sit there and someone's like, oh no, there's not room. Right. You're like, oh, but I like, but I see a seat right, right there. And they're like, no, 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 it's, that's not available. And it's an awkward moment. Um, and I just think basically like, it means there's not, you're told there's not space for you at the table, but that like, that's a lie because there is space and someone's just telling you, you that. Yeah, you can see it. It's right there. Like, hey, what do you mean? Like, I, I can literally sit right there. Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. but that's, that's not for you. Or, that's not for you, yeah. Or you're not, you're not supposed to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't, you can't sit here. Yeah. Um, kind of mean girls vibe. <laughs> oh, you know, so. yeah. I feel you, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's huge. I think that's like a very, 
you can you can kind of see where you want to be or see where you can be mm-hmm. but when you try to do it a lot of people are quick to be like mm, no you you don't have what it takes or you don't have the things that i want you to have to be in that spot yeah like, yeah you don't fit the mold of the expectation right um or maybe you don't look the part or maybe exactly. you don't look the way that you're supposed to look yeah um, so going off of that would you say you had more of a positive or negative kind of aspect to the phrase yeah ultimately thinking about thinking about the playback on that over my life um i i think a very positive experience um you know you mentioned the word resilient yeah in the beginning of this and i think we'll come back to it but um that word applies to my life and my character i think at this point and so yeah i think i've had a positive experience with that um yeah i come from a long line of um so i hear strong independent women um and so i know zane my husband has nothing has knows nothing of that at all obviously um and uh i think it's just almost at this point a genetic genetic factor uh, dare i call that um no i don't know i think i'm just naming that at this point um because you know not a lot of experience with my relatives but we all kind of have that um so i've heard like i said so i think i think it's got to be something right um and so when i when i hear that phrase or i hear something like that that it seems like it turns into a challenge in my head like you know, oh, you can't sit here. Um, well, no, I, no, I, I can, yeah. I can, and yeah. I'll just pull that chair out and I'll sit there for myself because, um, at this point, yeah, that's just kind of garbage to me. Right. So I, I've it's turned into a positive thing, and it's motivated me to, to push through those phrases because I'm just like, a, who's telling me this? And b, like, well, that's just probably like you don't have the authority to do that. Right. So yeah. that's it's like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I think it's it's it takes a lot. I think the first default is when you like, hey, can I have this? And you're like, no, it's you can't sit there. You're like, all right, my bad. I should just go and find somewhere else to sit or whatever. But it takes a, a lot of courage and a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of bravery to be like, but why? Or like, who, mm-hmm. wait, who, wait, who are you? Who, yeah, why excuse do, me, wait. Why do you get to pick who sits <laughs> yeah. there and who doesn't? Uh, so I think that's that's interesting. I want to go back though. So you you said, so you hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that mean exactly? I, I guess maybe a better question is, are you saying that you haven't seen in person like these these women in your family kind of go through this thing or or kind of like fight the norm or mm-hmm. or kind of question the, the norm and say well yeah. why can't i sit here Is yeah that- i've only seen it in one life and that's my mom's life but to take it back to what i've heard um which i take to be truth at this point um so my great grandma yela who i'm named after immigrated from yugoslavia uh back when it existed and honestly i don't know what year that was um so i gotta brush up on some family history but um (laughs) yeah but um so she was in a really so it was a long time ago let's just put it that way um so we're thinking early 1900s and um she was in a really abusive relationship and you know just thinking back to women's history and just culture um probably not a lot of women left marriages straight marriages out of abuse um, that wasn't common, but she decided to say like, nope, I'm done. This is too bad. And brought her children, um, my grandma over, um, from Yugoslavia and immigrated to America, um, all on her own. And, um, so that was kind of the start of it. I think I'd start there and say like, oh, that was pretty like buff move, pretty like big flex. Um, and so, yeah, um, just hearing some stories about who she was as a person. Um, I'm definitely honored to be like named after her and, uh, just what a, what a strong woman she was. Um, you know, there's one specific story that, so my mom then grew up in a, 
multi-generational home near Seattle, Washington, um, with like, yeah, my great grandma, her parents, everyone. And they all spoke Slav and like, um, grew up that way. And my, they were super poor. And my mom was like cleaning the floor one night. Um, you know, had to like, that was her chore or whatever. She was scrubbing the floor and it was with these like rags and there were white rags. And she like realized that there was like this beating, this kind of elaborate beating on, um, on these rags and she like asked my great grandma like oh you know what what are these rags from and she was like oh it's my wedding dress Whoa. like she just like cut it up when she left and that she, whole business like, hey, need- and was like i don't need this like oh. it's rags now so um you know being a fan of women um and standing up for that i'm i definitely am proud to say like hey yeah like you you just sent it and yeah. like you stood up for yourself so i think that's always like a fun a fun story um and yeah, my grandma, I didn't know at all. Um, but I know she was a fun, amazing person that, um, was really, really well loved and worked really, really hard, um, that I've heard. And yeah, my mom is, uh, by far the most stubborn person on the face of the planet. And I challenge anyone to top that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've met a lot of people from a lot of different places and anyone I've encountered so far still hasn't topped it. Um, mm-hmm. so I think where she's at today, which I'm well, maybe touch on a little bit later is, um, why she's still here today. Yeah. And so I think I have no choice but to inherit some of that stubbornness. Um, yeah. So I think it's a good thing. It's yeah, a blessing sure. and a curse yeah. all in one, but yeah. I, I take it as a blessing most of the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, especially from what you said, I think a little bit of stubbornness is, is a good thing, especially when when you're stubborn for the, uh, about the right things. About the right things, yeah. yeah. That, that, for sure. And so I, I know we talked earlier and you said you kind of see it as a little bit of a challenge right? Yeah. Tell you that you can't do anything. You mm-hmm. kind of take it personal a little bit. Yeah. I think, I don't know what it is. Like, um, uh, yeah, my husband probably would argue this, but like, I'm, I don't think I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hesitant to say this, but much of a competitive person anymore. I think uh, I, I used yeah. to be. I was like, <laughs> okay. Anymore. Okay. Anymore. Why do you say that? Anymore. Um, I think a lot of my life, uh, you know, I really did have to fight so hard for things that it just, be, it did, it was personal. Um, right, yeah. but now I am in my ripe age, um, of 30. <laughs> Easy. I'm, Easy. Yeah, um, I've kind of like taken a step back and being like, man, like what's worth it? Where do I find joy? And so some of my competitive edge, I think has just like kind of melted a little bit, right. but all that to say, like, um, yeah, I think that kind of competitive drive, um, you know, drove me to, to want to prove people wrong. Um, and that's like in really silly examples, like in high school, I played basketball. Um, that was like all I poured my life into. And I really, to be honest, um, no judgment. I really couldn't stand the cheerleaders. I thought they didn't have a big place. (laughs) I I don't know. Anyone. Anyone. No, no, no. no, Yeah. To our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, But like, I was just like, man, they take up the whole sideline. They scream when the ball comes over there. Like, I can't do this. Like, this is insane. And so once someone once told me though, they're like, Oh, I bet you couldn't, you couldn't make the cheer squad if you tried out. Oh, please, so what did I, I do? Please stand back, stand back. I tried out <laughs> really? and I was a cheerleader for a year. So, you know, um, just kind of, just kind of doing it all. Cause yeah. it's just like, well, yeah, of course I can. And yeah. of course I became friends with those girls. It yeah. wasn't like against them. It's just right. like, man, there's not a lot of sideline space. I think yeah. that's what we're yeah. talking about here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's, it's motivating to me. Um, yeah. and sure. I like to challenge those, those, yeah those statements yeah i think that the shift has been to it's more internal mm-hmm. and, the, and yeah. now i take it like okay let me prove to myself how far i can go mm-hmm. or if someone doesn't think that i can do something i'm like okay and i won't be as outwardly 
like, oh, let me show you. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to remember that and use yeah. that as motivation to work harder or get to a better spot. But yeah, it is, it is unique. Like I, f- I still feel competitive. It's just a different competitive. Yeah. Like there's a different, it's taking a different form. Totally. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that's, that's the best way to put it is yeah. yeah different form. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. All right. Can you tell me about maybe the first time or maybe the, the biggest moment that this phrase kind of entered your life and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, this is, this is happening and you kind of were able to realize it? Yeah. Yeah. This is a really good question. Um, so I did some, some digging back into the old memes and um, yeah, I think like, I guess let me give a little context to kind of where, where life started. Cause this all started pretty early for me, but yeah. like what that looked like when it started. So um yeah, I grew up, I'm only child. Um, and I grew up to um, two parents that were much older when they had me, especially 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was 38 and my dad was like 13 years older than her. So much, I was much unexpected. Um, when I came, I was actually a really fun vasectomy fail. Oh. So, um, from the beginning, I guess yeah. I wasn't supposed yeah, to be yeah, here. So if we're going back to the first phrase. The yeah. Um, let's yeah. actually start there. But, yeah. um, yeah, modern medicine. Um, I think it's much better now, <laughs> but, yeah. um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I grew up to them and, um, yeah, ended up growing up really poor. Um, Grew up in a trailer situated on like five acres of field and woods um, in the country. Um, and I will never take that back, but um, actually I would never take any of it back. But yeah, uh, it was interesting. And definitely looking back, I'm like, man, what a time um, for so many reasons. Um, reasons that like I definitely wasn't aware of then and wasn't made aware of. It wasn't like my parents ever complained or like, I don't know any like, like they, they, sense to like any other family. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We can't have that. Yeah. yeah. They just work so hard. My parents yeah. work so they work their asses off in every single way. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it didn't seem like, like there was no discrepancy that was like verbalized or like made known. It was just like, this is it for us. And I was happy. Yeah. So therefore like, that's why I don't regret any of it is like, I was happy and I was blessed and loved. And like, that's, I think the most important part, um, no matter what you have in front of you or on you or, around you. Um, and so, yeah, but like, as I grew up and then I hit, you know, uh, kindergarten. So it turned about five. Um, I went to a, my parents wanted to enroll me in a private Christian school. Um, uh, cause yeah, we, as a family, like believed in God and, um, it was really expensive and it was actually like down the road from where we lived, um, which was like ironic, but, um, so we we're super poor. And, you know, I think that's when I first started noticing it is when I became aware that like, you know, very bluntly put, like a lot of the kids I went to school with were like, came from money yeah. um, and had a lot of money. And that's like, I mean, no judgment. I don't, I don't care. It's just like, it was a very apparent discrepancy. And like um, the tuition was, I mean, I guess I still don't even know how much it was, but it was high. It was way higher than we were able to afford. Mm-hmm. And both my parents um, worked different capacities and at different, you know, kind of statuses to pay my tuition there. Um, by the time I was born and you know, my parents both did some like really amazing things, um, before I was born, but since I was born late, like some different things kind of happened in my life. Um, that being that, like my mom actually got diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, which is like a degenerative neurological disease. Um, when I was about two or three years old. So that was a game changer as far as how the rest of my life would play out. And then 
my dad, by the time um, he had had a career in law enforcement and being a mechanic, basically being a jack of all trades to say the least. Um, but by the time my life kind of entered in that, he ended up working as a janitor. He was a head janitor for high school, middle school and high school. Um, so very different occupations. And yeah. uh, I just remember my dad worked during the day and then worked at night um, to clean the school that I went to to like pay for it. Um, my mom worked there during the day doing some like secretary and like recess work and stuff. And um, I definitely looking back now, realize how much of a sacrifice that was for them to do that, to make sure I was like getting a good education and a safe one and all those things that I think parents really want for their kids. So basically like to answer that question in a roundabout way, like that phrase entered my life when I looked around and I saw like kids that dress different than me. Um, they look different than me. And I know when they went home at the end of the day, it probably looked a little different than my home. Um, but it's not something I was bothered by, I guess, because, um, I went home to a farm full of animals and I hung out with them and I was stoked. Um, I know none of my classmates had a bunch of like (laughs) animals of every shape, color and size that they could go play with. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was stoked, but, um, the second time is I, so I went to that private school from like kindergarten to sixth grade and seventh grade, um, middle school, prime suffering years. <laughs> um, it is brutal. And no matter where you are, who you are. Um, so I went to public school, um, for the first time in seventh grade and that's the worst because then like, uh, sixth grade everyone makes friends yeah, seventh like grade you're coming yeah, in right in the like, middle that is literally probably the most awkward yeah. stage like everyone's awkward but yeah everyone's like oh we're entering this new chapter yes. as one and everyone's like all right we're establishing yeah picking order we're getting <laughs> clicks ready and then you're like all right when you're under the belt and then here you come out of nowhere and they're like oh sorry you you've missed the bus yeah um and you like we don't know where to put you because yeah. we've already we've already established yeah. how everything's supposed to go here. yeah it's another like you can't sit with us moment For sure. right yeah, like yeah. so i walked into the school and was like oh no like no friends nobody um and you know in the meantime the past in the previous two years before that um my family and I got into a really horrific like car accident. Um, and that really changed our lives. Um, thankfully everyone was actually like, okay. But, um, my dad suffered a shoulder injury, a rotator cuff injury that he'd have surgery on. And, uh, that was in 2001. Um, and I guess to sidestep for a second. Um, yeah, after that surgery, uh, which went fine. Um, he was prescribed oxycodone, which as we know today has a different connotation than it did in 2001. Uh, or just in those late, you know, um, 1990s and early 2000s, um, we say the word oxycodone now and it has a, a different um, effect than yeah. it did then. And so what happened is he ended up getting addicted over the next two years, um, which was really brutal to watch. Um, became a totally different person and was totally, we were not listened to by any medical provider that we tried to say like, yeah. hey, this isn't normal. Um, yeah. So by the time 2003 hit, seventh grade, mm-hmm. Um, I had been living in a really weird place with my family in a trailer <laughs> and, uh, a dad that was addicted to pain meds, um, and had not become my really loving dad anymore. Um, and so yeah, uh, long story short, spare the details. Um, he ended up overdosing one night about in, uh, November. So that's also like line that up. It's about two months into public school. Um, so I took a week off and I come back to school and uh, 
you know, you hear the whispers in the hall, you know, that everyone kind of knows, oh, this new girl had a dad that died. Um, so I think that was the second time that it really hit for me that like, you know, you're not supposed to be here. You don't belong here. Like you don't have friends and everyone's looking at you. Um, so yeah, that was the second profound time that it, uh, it made an impact on my life. And that was also the second time I got to make a decision how I like move forward with it with a little bit, you know, older age and a little bit, um, more knowledge of, of what to do next. Yeah. But I mean, you're still very young. You're still like, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. no, like, I am, I am. I, I yeah. still like, I mean, losing a parent and I don't know, cause I, I haven't, but I think that's, that's a very, very mm-hmm. massive trauma mm-hmm. like, oh totally and for any age like whether yeah. you're seventh grade yep. or now like exactly I, it, it, it's hard to handle and so now people are putting this kind of identity on me of like oh that's the girl who mm-hmm. lost her dad yeah and the new like, weird quiet yeah, chick that's yeah. like awkwardly tall yeah exactly <laughs> it was a great combination um yeah absolutely it's not ideal it's nothing yeah exactly it's, there's no good time for death there's no good time for for hurt or any of those things in life but yeah um that was a that was a pinnacle moment for me, yeah, I think. I bet, I yeah. bet. And so let's talk about at home life. Can you talk a little bit more about that of, of how it was growing up in that yeah. system? Yeah. Yeah. I think um Huh. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put it this way. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that there, even though there's still not enough now, I will say. I'm glad there's more resources now for people than I think I saw when I was five years old. Um, so 25 years ago, um, there was times we did not have food. Um, there was times that, um, yeah, we just didn't have enough. Um, but what's cool is it always came through, um, in one way or another. Um, and, but it's, it's, I'm sure it was very humbling for my parents, um, knowing both my parents' personalities. I'm sure that was like just a really brutal time, but, um, yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things when you're stuck in this, like, I have a big soapbox. I will not go into on this, but like, um, about just the lower SES, like, you know, socioeconomic status of people and where they're stuck and how to get out of that. And, um, I guess I don't know if a lot has changed from 30 years ago to yeah. now with yeah. that, with getting out of that. Um, right. There's still so many hurdles and seeing how hard my parents worked to even make it be what it was. And then seeing how hard like some patients now work and, you know, other people I've met in my life. It's um, yeah, it's that's a totally different, very long intense subject, but sure. it's um, I'm really passionate about that because I think there needs to be some serious work with that. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, what I will say is despite having what quote unquote less of what other people may have had, um, my family had just buckets of love, you know, for one another. And, you know, I saw my parents fight, um, maybe more than other people's parents, but you know what? I, I never thought, Oh, I'm scared. Oh, they're going to leave each other. Oh, like they, like, there was always love. Um, and I just find that so profound. Like I was truly never scared of that. They, they never took it out on me. They never, you know, any of those things, um, in the sense they, they gave me everything they could. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. Um, and my dad was always very honest with me about what was going on. Um, my mom, not as much, but that's just a difference in a lot of things, but, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it teaches you, I think from a beginning, you realize 
a money is definitely not everything, which is cliche, but it's not. Um, and you realize that there's just so much, so many more like simple pleasures. And that sounds like I'm a freaking very much older person than I am now saying that, but it's something I think I learned as like a kid. And I just spent most of my time outside with like these animals that like, I am deeply affected by how I got to be with them. Um, and you know, but then you go inside your trailer that's like dilapidating and you know, dude straight. I remember one time, like not one time for a long time, um, things were really going downhill in our house and uh, the floor in my room was like so wet that like there's there's mushrooms growing out of my really? carpet. Yeah, and I was like, but it was just normal. So I was like, yeah, like, that's chill. Like, like, yeah, this is normal. That's chill. Um, yeah. Probably won't eat those, but like, yeah, that's I mean, chill. that's fine. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely like, you know, you're wow. like, wow, that's like not so healthy, yeah. but um, we'll be fine. And yeah. it was fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think my big takeaways were like, yeah, money doesn't speak honestly anything. Right. Um, and it's all about your attitude and how you show the people that you are around and living with, even yeah. in those scenarios, what, you know, what you think of them and For how sure. you love them. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's so like what I love about you and Zane is the way that you guys look at things and and the fact that you're like, but there was love and that mm-hmm. means way more than money can or uh, a, a dry floor or any of those <laughs> things like that, that means so much. And it, it, it's true to how you guys, are today and how you guys love others and and i think that's that's a that's yeah i would take that over any of those other material things any day yeah but i think this also goes into like which we'll get into more a little bit later but the resilience part Mm -hmm. like it's it's also a part it's a mindset thing it is yeah it's like yeah like i can i can very easily throw a pity party and mm-hmm. and i have i've thrown many of them i, th- <laughs> I can throw have. the best ones yeah um, <laughs> come but, one come all yeah yeah i, I can <laughs> I, yeah i can i can literally throw like great gatsby level yeah. pity parties yeah but but it, it takes a, another level of like strength and even like maybe bravery to to be like oh but look at all the things that i did have, right. which is in the moment and even you know afterwards it's hard to recognize those things like look at all the things we didn't have mm-hmm. but to then instead of saying that be like but we loved each other and yeah. Yeah. there was i never felt scared like it's so hard to recognize in the moment yeah. but you really part of being resilient is to to recognize those things and be like yeah, yeah my life hasn't been the easiest but mm-hmm. i'm still here yeah and in fact like resilience i would and we've talked about this is I would say more important or, or more valued to me at least than any like maybe like coming up like with without it I guess yeah and so yeah so yeah I just want to call that out that it's I think it's very very special that mm. that that's the the heart of what you just said about your circumstances growing up yeah yeah no thanks it it is yeah it's you <laughs> yeah. just make the most of it right you sure. just keep waking up right like yeah. it's I don't know it's um and seeing people go through just really, really intense circumstances. I mean, I've seen it go all different ways and there's no judgment because, um, some things are very hard to handle. Um, so yeah, there's no judgment either way. If you know, you go through hard things and, um, you kind of can't shake those and you can't find that mindset. Um, you know, but there's also help for that. And there's, um, you know, it's all about community, but it's, uh, yeah, it's I, I feel very blessed and very 
thankful that my foundation without me even knowing at the time yeah. was was being set up yeah. well yeah. um and that's you know that definitely is to to my parents for that one from their back i mean you know it all just kind of stems back farther and farther and yeah. farther yeah. which is pretty cool i mean unfortunate yeah. that those are kind of circumstances but it's cool how it kind of builds upon itself yeah. right yeah yeah it's, it's the kind of thing where you you kind of hate the way that you have to have to attain it but yeah. at the same yeah. time like but i I would go through that a million yeah, times again. I'd never change just it. Just so I can have this. Exactly. Part, part I don't know. I think I'd be like a freaking noodle if I didn't have gone yeah. through this. I think I would have been like totally yeah. spineless. Yeah. And I mean, personally, so I think that would have been a different story we'd be talking sure. about. And I don't know what it would be, but yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't think it'd be as interesting or as. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's. I mean, I, and that's a crazy thought to think like, because obviously for me, especially like growing up and dealing with all these things, yeah. I. The, the prayer or the thought was always like give me a better life or make yeah. this better or mm -hmm. like you know if, if it's this could have went right or if i could have done or if i would have gotten this but i look back and i'm like I, if i would have gotten what i asked for yeah like who would i like i don't yeah. i would not be the same person i would not have what it no. takes to like stand up for myself or, right. or I, and i don't know exactly but i know i wouldn't be this mm -hmm. person or feel this this like confident in who i mm -hmm. am yeah. Because, like, I had to fight for all these things. Yeah, and, totally. And in, in that fight, I had to learn and grow and really just, like, look myself in the mirror every single day and yeah. be like, dude, we have to do this. Yeah, yeah, we're like, doing it. Yeah, we're doing yeah. it. And, like, we have to find a way. Mm -hmm. And and I, there's so much growth that came from that that I don't think I would have gotten any other way. Totally. Which, again, sucks. sucks. Like, it sucks <laughs> the most to be like, Cause there's times when you're just like, I just want this to be easy. Oh like, yeah. I, I, I don't I, like, yeah, I guess this is cool that I'm having to fight and it's, it's growing me, but yeah. I'm tired and oh, yeah. I'm exhausted and I just want one easy day or I just want an easy, I just want something to go my way. Yeah. I've worked with, um, a lot of different like houseless populations of people in different States. And, um, I was working with some in Oregon in Portland, uh, before school, um, and, you know, at this point in my life, uh, my life looks different than it did before. And yeah. I have a house uh, yeah. or, you know, a roof over my head and all those things that um, I'm so thankful for. And um, I'd go out and meet people and give them resources and hang out with them. And, um, you know, still the the vast majority, actually, to break the stereotype of, I think, what a lot of people might think is that a lot of those people um, in the houseless community were actually the most this is kind of getting off topic for a second, but like the most like ge like generous, yeah. the most thankful yeah. um, I've ever encountered in a long time. Um, and so that kind of like ties into that point of just like, I mean, yeah, some of them were getting out of it. Some of them were in it, you know, like all those details, like in the process of this very hard time. And um, yeah, it's all about the attitude that you bring to the table yeah. with it. Um, and there's some of them that if you just met, if you did not know and you met them on the street, yeah. you know, which is where I met them, like, um, <laughs> ironically, but like, if I just didn't know, and I know context, I would have never known because yeah. of how they handled themselves and how they communicated and how, what they said. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the power of that is, is something we, I think should really recognize. Um, sure. so yeah, that's just kind of like a living example of that right now, but, yeah. um, Kind of all about it yeah no yeah. for sure and, and so staying on the topic of like resilience and like having to to really because your mind is so powerful if there's anything i've learned in especially in the last like yeah. few years like your mind can 
do crazy things and it can it can will you to do the best things yeah or it can it can allow you to throw the biggest pity party it can right? will so, you yeah <laughs> and so to that point can you talk a little bit about like the mental health mm-hmm. or residual effects of, of this phrase and, and going yeah. through what you've gone through yeah um yeah reflecting on this this question it's like well um there's been two things like i think way back when, when everything was happening, like, I don't know. I don't think anxiety was a part of it. I mean, I think a lot of confusion. Um, I think a lot of like, just, um, like acute stress in my life made it pretty weird for a while. Um, all through the end of high school, probably, um, a lot of not understanding, a lot of anger, a lot of like all that. And that's, you know, a big part of my story is like deep, deep anger that I did not know what to do with and no one ever asked me about. So it kind of came out in weird ways and it was weird, um, weird time, but, um, how weird though? Like, how weird. Tell me, tell me these weird, weird. Um, yeah. Um, a really shitty relationship with my mom, um, after my dad died through high school. Um, and yeah, reflecting on how then her Parkinson's progress, it's a progressive disease. And so, kind of after my dad died, um, tables turned and I kind of became more of a parent and she became more of a kid, um, in the sense of like, she didn't know how to handle this. Um, she had also dealt with an unsurmountable amount of things and trauma in her life and also was really unhealed from that. And so tables really flipped and, uh, yeah, I had to grow up really quick. Um, and so there was a lot of anger, um, I think I'm still trying to process some of it. I think uh, I still carry that. I think there's anger that has come down generationally from my dad's side. Um, Justified or not, I think it's in there and it's kind of what I'm bent to with a lot of stuff. And some of it might be good and motivating, Um, you know, anger for like justice in certain areas. And some of it's just can be flat out anger. Um, And yeah, not something I'm proud of, but something I'm willing to share about. And I think that... um, yeah, it it came out a lot of ugly ways and it came out of just a lot of fear. Yeah. Um, and so that didn't change till after high school when I made some other really big life changes. But um, yeah, I I think that's how, kind of how that played out. Like younger, younger me. Mm-hmm. Um, today, me um, being in PA school, yeah. um, <laughs> where I'm at, I'm like the imposter syndrome is real. Yeah. Um yeah. You know, and if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's kind of like, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be here. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what are you doing here? Yeah, like, yeah. whoa, you don't belong. And like, how did you put on that costume and show up at this party? Yeah, you know, yeah. where's your invite? Um, yeah, exactly. And so um, that's probably like done its really due diligence to creep into my life in right. this past year, especially. Um, but then, you know, I really find like it's pretty quickly crushed when I don't know, I want to have this. <laughs> It's very prevalent monkey on my back of resilience. It's yeah. kind of like, oh, please, no, that's not the thing. Like you're gonna, you're gonna step aside imposter syndrome, and like we're gonna like deal with this, sure. you know. So, um, I think the residual effects is like the imposter syndrome creeps creeps in. Like, wait, are, are you supposed to be doing this? Like, are you sure, Yela, you're supposed to be doing this? Yeah. Can you do this? Like all those stupid thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like resilience is just like, oh, hell no. Like yeah. you, this is the perfect place for you to be. Sure. Um, and we're moving forward, forward only. Right. Yeah. We're not sidestepping and we're not going backwards. Um, so yeah, I'm really fascinated by resilience. I know we were talking about this a little bit before. Um, 
it's just like, it's honestly probably one of the most fascinating topics to me in yeah. life. Um, yeah. I th- and I think to like what you just said, <laughs> what I've found, especially in the conversations like this for the podcast and, and it, outside the podcast and just in life is that at this point in, in life, like for the people like our peers, mm-hmm. like imposter syndrome comes in very easily, but the resilience or just like, like I think in your instance, like you may feel like you're an imposter, but you're, you've done everything that everybody else around you has done. Like you right. passed all the tests. Yeah. You, yeah. You've done literally, you've made, like you've proven yourself. Right. But even then, like you're still like, but th- did I, did I, mm-hmm. did I actually know those things? Did I get like, it's, it's really easy even after you've done enough work or have proven yourself mm-hmm. to be in a certain spot, yeah, it's still very easy to be like, oh, but was that just like a fluke? Yeah. Or can I sustain that level? Yeah. I just have like my best day ever on that day that <laughs> yeah. got me here. And, and now like yeah. I don't. And, and it's, it's so crazy mm-hmm. to think that because like people can't help you overcome that. Yes, exactly. You have to, yeah. you have to really believe it yourself. You do. Because yeah. if someone's telling you how great you are and you're still like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. For one, you're probably going to like not ruin that relationship, but that, that relationship's going to be strained because there's probably frustration on the other side. Yes, be like, I, Dude, agree. I Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. I can only tell you so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah that like you're good um, and you're good enough. Yeah, absolutely. And so imposter syndrome is a SOB. <laughs> but, but yeah, resilience can come in and, and say, no, but we've made it we've made it this far. Exactly. Like, every time exactly. we've had these thoughts, yep. guess what? We've no, we've done it. Yeah, we've yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah. We can continue doing it. Yep. Just let's just keep doing what mm-hmm. we've always done. Yeah. What was the debate that we were having? You said that <laughs> you you were saying that you you we can never find the root of it or what, yeah. what was the argument? Yeah, so I think like yeah, a lifelong interest in pursuit, I think, in like where resiliency comes from. Right. And so this can go in circles, but like to keep it not like a million hours long. Yeah. I think like, okay, yeah, we were, we were talking earlier, like, okay, literally are there some genetic factors right. that make this right. like, okay, we know about um, like just millimeter about genetics, mm-hmm. right? In the grand scheme. Um, but then also, is it is it developed? Is it like nurtured? Is it like how, where is it coming from to begin with? And then, you know, my ultimate thing is like, man, I want more science on this, but like, I don't know if it could ever get like pushed under someone's thumb to be figured out. And so then it's like, man, do we just leave it and leave it as kind of this like magical thing that like (laughs) some people have, some people don't, how do we foster that? You know, how do we, do you make someone resilient? But then you you had a good point of like, Oh, if I have kids, like, I want them to be resilient, but like, I don't want to like put them through hard things to right. make them that yeah. way. That's so, the argument is that it's yeah. like, like resilience is earned or taught or, yeah. or developed through like direct trauma. Like yeah. you have to like, like that's the, it's like, the trauma. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to have gone through some shit to yeah. be like, to overcome it. Like totally. it's hard. You can't just overcome nothing. I guess. Yeah. No, and so, so the resilience comes from like, like getting knocked down and getting mm-hmm. like that's that's in my opinion resilience but yeah to the argument though is because i've i've gotten to a point where i can use it for good and i'm like wow. oh this is a part of me i know how to leverage it or capitalize on it and and do great things or yeah. use it to motivate me or i can i know how to use it for my good so i'm like but yeah when i have kids like i want them to be resilient like i need yeah. them to be resilient totally. but then if I if I use my own argument against me, I'm like, okay, well then you have to like directly like give them trauma to deal with. Yeah. And and as a parent, which I'm not yet, but 
I think the goal of a parent is to like give your children a better life than you have or make yeah. it easier for them. Totally. And so now I'm like, well, then what do I do? Like, mm. I don't want them to have to go through hardships, especially at my expense, like purposefully. Yeah. But I also want them to be resilient. So right. is there is there a way you can manufacture that? <laughs> To be like, hey, I'm just going to take away your phone and you have to figure yeah, out yeah. The, the resiliency like, factor yeah, yeah, of yeah. your phone. Or like, or yeah. like, so, but it's, 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 yeah, I think you're, what you said, it's so, it, there's so much that's unknown about it. And, yeah. Then, and I, yeah, I do wish that you could, we could have a, there, there's a, like, I have a bunch of books behind me about, Hell for it. like, <laughs> communication and all that, yeah. like, and there's books on those, but there's not books on, like, how to be resilient or how to, or yeah, just resiliency in general. And so it's, yeah, it's it's very, very interesting, but um, I wish we had more information on it. I do too. And you know, this thought just popped in my head and like also not a parent, so not coming from like that total perspective, mm-hmm. but like, you know, okay, I think like existing as a human on planet earth right. in 2021 is like tough. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough That's moving true. forward. Um, and so it's, it's real. Um, so I think like if you had a kid, yeah. Being a human is going to set a foundation for being pretty tough anyway. I think a way to like foster resilience also in a loving and safe environment could be like they're going to inevitably encounter difficult things. And so whether you induce it or your life induce it or whatever. So then it's like your ability to like walk them through how to process that and how to handle that. And in turn, they will build resiliency. I think it's when like people are not guided, um, which I guess, you know, that's kind of eating my words too. I was not guided and I found it, but like it it will happen. I think it just needs to be fostered and like, kind of like cultivated and, you know, your hand held through that process. Um, I don't know. I'm a fan of tough love too. So I think that's part of it. I think it's (laughs) like, yo, like you're going to be okay. Like, you know, you fell down physically maybe and you scraped your knee like you're gonna live and it's just like getting up after that or whatever it looks like and so um it's it's finding ways to find healthy coping strategies too that allow you to like move forward to the next like when the next hard things happen Mm -hmm. that like you can deal with it a healthy way and start building that foundation of like strength yeah um so maybe yeah i think no matter who you're gonna encounter it but hopefully you just have the support to like know how to do it yeah that's i think that's that's the that's really really smart is is like yeah Maybe I'm not going to be the, like, I don't want to be the one to inflict <laughs> yeah. damage onto my kids, yeah. but yeah, inevitably they're going to go through something. Yeah. And I think in those moments is where mm-hmm. I can come in as a parent totally. and be like, hey, let me teach you, like, <laughs> yeah. or, or just empathize and be like, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Like, I've done, me, your mom, or like, you can point to examples and use that as a teachable yeah. moment to yeah. be like, hey, this is the healthy way to overcome it, or yeah. this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just like, yeah, being upfront and, or being just honest with your, whether it's kids or just people around people you, around you yeah, to be totally. like, Hey, like, I think this podcast, like, Hey, yeah. this is what we've gone through, or this is yeah. what this person's gone through. Look at what, like, this is how they've done it. And sh- like really, really putting out examples of yeah. how to be resilient. And totally. it's like, Oh, okay. I can see that now. I recognize that now. So then, yeah, when I'm on, when somebody who's listening to this is on their own and they, they encounter these moments. They're like, yeah. oh, wait, I heard a podcast one time. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll give this podcast way too much credit. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, oh, I no, heard no. something one time or yeah. I know somebody mm-hmm. or my friend, my friend Yela, like mm-hmm. she talked about this one time. And it's, it's in those moments that you're like, okay, I kind of have an idea or a, a starting point. To yeah. be like, this is how to do it. Because yeah. There's tools. It, it, it's, yeah. It, it's, 
there's if you don't have any pre- previous knowledge or you don't know it could go many different ways go most of them make it negative and yeah you can turn like yeah yeah and i think out of the context of being a parent even it's like as an adult okay like thinking about how do i okay yeah i, I don't have a parent to influence me and help me right now right. i am not a parent that right. is influencing children how to do this or yeah. whatever um so it's like how do i i'm in this weird gray zone like what yeah. do i do i mean yeah i just want to speak into like fact that there's like there's there's tools and there's help for that and there's therapy for that. And I cannot stress enough, like how important therapy has been in my life and other people I know. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, dude, any opportunity you sign yourself up, you don't even think you you have problems. You do like you go and you talk about it and you will cry and it will be fine. But like, yeah. So, I mean, you know, knowing that like, there are people educated and trained to help you like have a toolbox that yeah. you can like pull out sure. and like open up and being like, okay, I need this for this. Yeah. And this is when this is happening. I need to pull this tool out, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. that's super crucial because in the development of like dealing with trauma as a child, right. That's yeah. been pivotal in my life because yeah. you got to go back and undo a lot of stuff that you were not ever, no one ever told you <laughs> yeah. to do. You're yeah. like, sweet. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Especially I think for you and I, cause I think we have some, we've, Again, not dealt with the same things, but have dealt yeah. with things yeah. and have found a way to overcome them. I think in the past, it's really easy to like, once you feel like you're over it or once you feel like you're in a good place, you're like, all right, I'm never thinking about that again. Like, yeah. I'm, it's over. It's with. gone. Like, I'm, I've dealt with it or it's quote unquote dealt with it and I'm good. Like, I just yeah. got to keep like, just swoop it under the rug and keep going. And for, I mean, for a little while, maybe that works, but yeah. eventually like those, those issues are going to come back up in different points of your life. Yep. And it's like, oh shit, I forgot. I thought, <laughs> oh, I, yes. I thought I dealt with that. And now it's manifesting itself in a different way. Yeah. That dust bunny became bigger <laughs> under yeah, my just, couch. Just yeah. Grew, grew, grew. yeah. Like, oh, well this sucks. This is like now a gigantic monster that yeah. I didn't anticipate on dealing with, but now I have to again. So yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, PSA, go to therapy. Go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Find a good therapist um, you trust. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, all right. So kind of winding down the interview, how do you feel currently in your life? Yeah. What is, yeah. what is the vibe right now? What's the vibe? Oh, the vibe is tired. Yeah. Vibe is tired. Um, it's going to be a long year, but, um, no, for real. So I've not been to like England um yet but <laughs> this, the, the this, country yeah the country i'm okay. not in england but right, i've heard right. from friends that uh-huh. like such a thing exists um in writing when you go to like jump on a train or you uh-huh. know some form of some transportation um right. and it says mind the gap oh, okay. um yeah that's where like, 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 I'm, I'm gonna ride with you yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay, mind the gap mind the gap and yeah. it's like the gap between literally where you're stepping on right. the platform right. to the mode of transportation yeah. um so like the train let's say and you know uh, that's always kind of stuck with me in my life is like this kind of knowing these gap moments and i think i'm in a gap right now um i think i'm not fulfilled i'm not exactly where i want to be and i feel incredibly selfish like being in school and not being able to like do what i want to do which is like really helping people yet but it's all part of the process um i think going back to the theme of this is like i'm not supposed to be here well I think next year when I graduate, I'll probably look in the mirror on any given day, maybe graduation day and be like, whoa, like, who am I looking at? Like, who's that? You know, because I don't know, life is pretty surreal and life is pretty quick. And um, there's been a lot of moments that like, should I not choose to be present, which, you know, I haven't been great at all of them um, 
it's pretty wild to think that happens. Um, but you know, you look at yourself, you're like, wow, have I made it? Like, is this it? Like, is this what I've wanted? And I mean, yes, it's what I've wanted, but I hope when I look at myself next year, I won't think I've made it. I hope I keep making it. Um, and I hope my ceiling is higher and higher each time. Um, I'm proud of myself now. And I think I'll be proud of myself next year and hopefully continually. Um, and yeah, I'll gladly always share about all the mistakes and shortcomings I have and I've made because I think um, ultimately like my picture is always like, I always want those around me or after me to be able to be pushed up to my ceiling and to make it their floor. For sure. Um, For sure. And that's only because like I've experienced that in my life with people. Um, my parents, like I've talked about and other families that really took me in when I didn't have anyone, um, they pushed me up to to their ceiling and it yeah. made it made my foundation. And um so that's kind of my my belief on where I'm going with this. But um it's a gap. It's a gap time. Yeah. I'm jumping across from one one stability to the next. Yeah. Um and it's a moving target kind of at the same time. So yeah. it's a weird time, but um I'm I'm making my way somewhere. No, I love it. I yeah. think I think that's like obviously you have a goal right now. You have a goal yep. to graduate. Yeah. And so when you have that graduation day and you look yourself in the mirror, the idea of like, oh, I've made it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you have, but that's not the ultimate goal. No. Like there's there's more to do yeah. after that. There's more work to do. And yeah. I think it's really easy, especially for people like that have backgrounds like you and I, is that like I feel like there's a part there's a moment where every goal just felt like a uh, like a I was lucky to achieve it. Yeah. And yeah. what comes with that is like, okay, I achieved this. I don't have to do anything else. Like I'm just lucky to even get to this point. So yeah. like I should just coast. Yeah. I should just I can just shut it down. This now. is it. Like, this yeah. is it. This is mm-hmm. as best as I'm ever gonna get. Yeah. And what comes with that is lots of lots of negative things. And mm-hmm. and I think it the the growth part that I was saying is being able to be like, cool, what's next? Like yeah, yeah. yeah all right. I, I was supposed to be it. here, but I'm here. So yeah. I'm like, what else can I do? Like yeah. that's the difference is mm-hmm. being like, oh, I shouldn't be here. I'm lucky to be here. This is as far as I'm gonna get to yeah. be like, oh shoot, I got here. Yeah. Cool. Like how like let's let's ride this out. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's let's see how how far I can go. And and again, to hear you say that mm-hmm. uh, makes me happy because it's like, yeah, that's a it take it took me a while to to get to that understanding. So to hear it coming from you, I'm like, perfect. We're just I'm gonna be here to support you in that. And yeah, and, we just and, keep going. Yeah, I just gotta keep keep rocking with it yeah absolutely there's you just you don't give up and you just keep going yeah you just gotta find a new goal gotta find a new finish line and and be like cool all right check out this checkpoint but yeah there's other things i want to do and can do and should do and and just go for those yeah all right so last question um i've asked you to submit a photo uh can you talk to me about this photo (laughs) um how old are you where were you what was going on around that time Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this photo, um, gosh, I believe, I think I'm like, God, maybe four years old. I still don't think it's you. Yeah. Yeah. I have straight hair. It's really confusing then. Um, but, um, yeah, I think I was like, maybe three, but that seems really little. So maybe four. Um, and I was at this, like, was it gosh was it called like awanas or something like church oh, church thing yeah, yeah, yeah. rainbows i don't know honestly i don't really remember, remember there's a fest awana, that has a rainbow A-W-A-N-A, on it. i think well, yeah. that's what it was right i don't yeah did you have to wear like a uh do you have to wear like a 
out, uh, uniform. And they're just a vest. Uh, there's, so, a, it was a, I mean, but there's like a pins. There's patches, yeah, yes. Patches, very valuable yep, patches. I want yes. it, baby. Yep. Okay. So um, that's all I really remember about that photo. And also the fact that I look like just uh, chicken wings. Like my arms tucked in. I look just like a freaking yeah. just roasted chicken. But like, um, yeah. So that's that. And yeah. um, I think... Yeah, I I was pretty uh I didn't really know much That's before. Right. Yeah, so I was a little, little, little chilling, chilling. Yeah. So I guess the bigger question is if you could go back yeah. and have a conversation with little Yela, yeah. what would that look like? What would you yeah. want to tell yourself? Yeah. Um, okay. So knowing in myself, I was really shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was painfully shy. Hide behind your mom's leg, shy. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because I only hung out with animals. So it was pretty weird. Um, I would sit in a field with animals for hours and uh, that was my socialization. Yeah, so right. yeah, great. That's probably like a DSM-5 criteria. But um, <laughs> well, wait, yeah. what is DSM-5 yeah, for it's like, people who don't know? Oh yeah, it's like um, the really deep manual for like psychological diagnoses and uh, yeah, things yeah. that we use. Um, so, um, and you know, at that point, at four years old, I didn't really know some things that were going to happen to me even about a year later in my life um, that I didn't ask to happen, um, that I I didn't consent to, and I didn't uh, I didn't anticipate happening for the rest of my life, right? But right. there's no way of knowing that when you're just you know, little chicken yeah, wings yeah, in your yeah, vest and you're yeah. a, a church thing. Yeah. But you know what? What that? If I looked at myself, I'd be like, dang, like that me right then what my life was like um without me knowing set a stage for me to actually like to get to know myself and to actually know kind of who i was as a person at a pretty young age um and it gave me a foundation of who i was and i think in a weird way an old soulish part of me um that like when things got weird later on i was able to kind of stand on my own two feet and like be kind of okay you know and the morning when I found my dad and all those things like it, um, I didn't know at four that I would be doing that a couple years later, really. But the solitude and the weird life I kind of in the atypical life I had growing up really prepared me for that. Yeah. Um, but right now, if I was to look back and have little four year old self sitting in front of me, I'd, I'd say three things. I'd say, number one, all bad things or all hard things end. That's just the fact. Mm -hmm. They all end. This life, this life ultimately kind of sucks and it will end at some point. And I think we move on to bigger, better things um, is what I believe in. And then number two, um, the sun comes up and it's a new day. It really is. Um, And that's hard to get sometimes. I I empathize that it is hard for everyone to understand that, but I've found that and I've convinced myself of that to be true. And number three, um, in the words of one of my favorite artists, Ben Howard, You know, he says, keep your head up and keep your heart strong. Keep your mindset and keep your hair long. Um, And I've tried to kind of, you know, roll with those words. Um, You just, you keep your mindset on those things that you're fixated on and you, you move forward always. Um, And, you know, keeping your hair long, maybe that's a science. I don't know. But, um, you know, uh, I've tried to keep my hair long. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But you keep it. Yeah. And you, if you can't keep your heart strong, you find others that help you do it too. Yeah, no, I love that. That's that's great. I think that's. I mean, it's again, it's very, very indicative <laughs> of like the growth and just like the resilience of of who you are and the things that you've gone through and, and were able to overcome. Because yeah, the it it's so. I mean, the first first thing you said of 
thing bad things and like mm-hmm. it is sometimes feels impossible it to does. be like this yeah. is this is my life like mm-hmm. it's always been shitty it's always gonna be shitty yeah, like yeah. I, this is just who, the cards i've been dealt yeah 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 but it's it's really not the case and and i think a big part of that is mindset to be like yeah it's shitty but and what's what's helped me especially is is trying to find the things that you're grateful for absolutely like oh and i i think that's what i thought of when you talked about your work with the the uh houseless uh, of being how just how gracious they were and how, amazing yeah how thankful they were yeah. it's like wait what why are you yeah you should be pissed exactly you irate right now yep. and and yet they're like no, thank you like yeah, thank this you is, this yeah. is the best and it's like i'm I, i'm doing something wrong man. it's if, upside if down I'm, yeah if yeah. i'm complaining about my wi-fi going now <laughs> then like what am yeah. i doing like i need to, i need to do some some soul searching so i think that's yeah. yeah i think those are all three very very valuable lessons and yeah i mean there's so many things I wish that I could have told little me at the time, but yeah. it, it's it's all for the best. But yeah, I think those are those are great. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> all I have. Um, again, I, I was very excited to to do this, and and I, like I said before, you and Zane are, have been blessings, and I love you guys. And I can't wait to talk to Zane and and get have his his goofy his side of stories yeah yeah and get into his his life and you guys will be the first married couple that i i've had the privilege to <laughs> to interview so that'd be a huge milestone as well yeah um, but yeah just thank you from the bottom of my heart this is this has been truly truly as therapeutic or as a privilege for me than than anything so yeah thank, thank you, you. Is yeah. there anything else you want to say? Any shout outs? Any shout outs? Any oh. last thoughts? Any, any any parting words? No, I mean no. This is amazing too, and um, yeah, I just can't stress enough for for anyone. Like, and a reminder for myself that um, yeah, to seek help when you need it, and actually when you don't think you need it, for sure. um, because we're humans existing on this planet, and it's pretty tough. Yeah. So um, keep moving forward, and yeah, thank you, Matt. This is. This is the best Friday night I've had in a long time, you know? Yeah, yeah, I like it. This, maybe this is like a new thing, like Friday night podcast. Oh, okay. I like it. Then I'll just start doing it. Now that I'm, I figured out how to do this in person. Yes. Um, but no, thanks so much, Ayla. Of I appreciate you. And, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good.